Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Okay, it's Guinness Six Nations week, and what a better way to start than Ireland and England in the Aviva on Saturday afternoon. And what two better men to talk about it than former England and Ireland captains Lawrence Delalio and Brian O'Driscoll. Thank you for joining us, lads. Thanks, Lawrence, you're over pretty early in, uh, in Dublin for Six Nations Week. Uh, it's a pretty wild time over here, Six Nations Week. Will you manage to, to last the week? Uh, well, I hope so. I mean, I've, uh, I'm just warming up nice and early, arriving here on a Monday. But no, in, we're, we're here to, to launch the, uh, the, Guinness, the global Guinness Drink Responsibly campaign uh, here on Monday, which is the right time. Uh, yeah. Got a fantastic weekend of, uh, of rugby to look forward to. So I'm, uh, it's all about pacing yourself, and that exactly. probably fits in with the campaign very nicely, you know. Yeah, and the, uh, the Irish versus England legends are on Friday night in the RDS. Are either of you taking part in that? Unfortunately, um, I am not able to. Um, Why not? I had a prior and not getting the treatment, not getting the physio. So, painting a pretty good picture of the yeah. Legends game. Oh, no, yeah. I think I, the I, exact I, same. I played in it for, for once, uh, two years after I retired. Never again. Never again. I mean, that, you know, the, the head still wants to do things yeah, that, so the, that the body doesn't really want to, want to follow, you know? It's yeah. players that still think that they're capable of doing it yeah. that are unconditioned. Mm. And you're just a little bit later out of a tackle or into a tackle, and that's how injuries happen. Yeah. And you got, there's a few there that you want to avoid. There's definitely someone who's going to be still wanting to throw digs and start fights. Well, I remember watching Josh Lucy here about four seasons ago and he scored like six tries. Mm. It was like he was still oh, professional up there yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. else was like hanging. Correct. So um, no, it's, th there's just a big discrepancy between those who have just retired and, um, and then the Shane Burns and the, mm. you know, yeah. the Jason Leonards and, and that crew. So. I, I played in the Matt Hampson one over in Leicester a few years ago mm. and uh, it was all very casual. We were all going to have, a cr have the crack and Martin Curry hit Trevor Brennan a dig in the opening minutes and bust his nose open. <laughs> and then okay. Trevor Brennan was like, it's a fucking war, it's a war. And I was like, man, will you relax? <laughs> but, he, but he was on your team. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Was a, there was an upside to that. I yeah. Think. That, I remember training with Trevor Brennan um, in 99 and him, um, Gary Halpin, I think, it was, no, Henry Hurley threw a dig at him and Trevor finished him. Good. And I just remember thinking, I don't ever want to be on the side that he's not on. Um, that's frightening for a 20-year-old's uh, sake, but um, thankfully the game has come a long way from that. O'Driscoll loop, that we all had the same calls. Remember mm. that when we all had the same calls? Like a Brumby's call, was it? It was a Hendo, I think. Hendo, oh yeah, no, the, no, the, the switch. The yeah. switch. The slice. I remember it very well. Yeah, no, he had the same one as well, Hendo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we picked it up quite quickly. Yeah, and I went to smash you, and you just did this little loop and I think Darius got the ball off you yeah, and you just stuck your elbow up at the last second and cracked me in the face and ran on and you fractured my jaw and... <laughs> that's the sending off right yeah. now. <laughs> he, he, he's, that's, that's straight right back. <laughs> Sorry about that, I apologise 20 years. The good news is he's over it, he's forgotten yeah. about it. <laughs> well, I was recording a song recently and I was trying to sing and the, the producer was like, I can hear this weird clicking on, on the vocals. I thought you were going to say I was going to get into a lyric of hate. <laughs> you might Which would be great too. I'm open to it. <laughs> he was like, yeah, what's the clicking? I was there, he was well, producer, huge rugby fan, and I told him the story and he thought it was the best thing was ever. It like full bars? No, I didn't no. even get it surgery yet, so I still oh, can't. Hit me again after if you want. But uh, anyway, we'll move on, we'll get to this, we'll start with the rugby. Um, so Ireland versus England, 
in the opener of, for, for both teams in the competition. As two former captains, before I got into tactics, I wanted to talk to you about the mentality going into a game like this. And Brian, you first with Ireland, um, going in as arguably the team that everyone wants to beat in the world, having won the last 12 games at home. What kind of mentality would you be if you were a captain still, like giving players? Um. Obviously, there's no need to motivate players because they're a highly motivated team through the success they've had over the course of the last 18 months. Um, I think I would look at it as a, way, as, as, as a need to continually to improve. I think where, where teams think they're the finished article or they're content with you know, performances that have gone on before, it's when they become stagnant and, and they can be picked off. Whereas I think if they can look on improving on their, most, their best, most recent performance against the All Blacks, irrespective of the opposition that they come up against, if they play to that standard, I think they'll be a very difficult team to beat. So I think it's very much a focus on yourself. As much as you pay due respect to the opposition and what they're going to throw at you, if you really focus on yourselves and, and implementing that as best you can, both in attack and defence, I think you know, then you, you, it's a mentality shift from other Irish teams where you know, we'll be very, very difficult to beat if we play our best. Okay, yeah. And then with England going into it, Coming over here with Ireland being, you know, favourites, I suppose, at this point, mm. which is, has been unusual in the past. Um, what kind of direction would you give players? Well, I mean, Ireland are justifiably favourites, you know. They've beaten England three of the last four. They're, they've handed them, a, other than Saracens, they've handed them a, a beating, you know, club level all, all over the shop, really. So I think for me, it's about belief. You know, if you're going to go away, particularly in the Six Nations, you have to believe that you can win. And I think for this, this England team, they've got to take... You know, when Eddie Jones first took over, they, they had 18 unbeaten matches. Uh, you know, that's the joint yeah. world record with New Zealand. And I think people forget that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, forget, you know I forget it, a lot, a lot of England fans, a lot of the players have forgotten it. If you take the very best of, where the, of how they played on that run uh, and forget about the seven games that they lost subsequently, you know, they picked up a little bit in the autumn, but what England need to do is put together all their best bits and they've got to do it against one of the best sides in the world, undoubtedly, you know, in Ireland. And, uh, you know, we all lose games of rugby, you know, it doesn't matter who you play for, you, at some stage in your career you lose, but um, losing to the same team too many times, you know, sort of starts to eat away at you a little bit and, uh, and England are in that position with Ireland, they've lost three out of the last four and, uh, you know, they don't, they don't, that doesn't want to become a, too much of a habit, um, so I think it's about belief for me. Um, I wouldn't say there's no excuses, but there's always been a few, in, you know, issues with England. There's this player's missing, that player's missing. You know, that's not the case this time around. They're they're fully loaded. Full deck, yeah. Um, you know, they've got a, a strong squad to pick from, uh, and they've got players who are used to winning as well. And I think that's key to this. So, if they can execute and they know they've got to be at their very best against a really, really good side, um, then. Uh, and also that that opening game is is always a bit tricky for both teams. You know, we, we the last time we, we all played together was in the autumn, um, and you can be a bit rusty sometimes, and no one quite knows how you're going to come out of the blocks. Uh, and that'll be the same for Ireland, same for England. They want to come out and settle quickly. So anything can happen in those opening games. Yeah, would you be using uh, this man's words against against him, where he said maybe one in the English te team will get on the Irish team? Is that what you said last week for the polo? Would you, would you be using that in the dressing yeah, room? Let's, let's, let's phrase that. <laughs> Who would you want to pick from the English team and put it into the Irish team? And I do, did struggle with it, and I only retrospectively realised Billy Vunapola. But I went through the back line, mm. and I went through the pack. Maratoji, maybe, but I like Devon Toner as a line-out option yeah. there for us. None of the front row, none of our back row, definitely not. 
uh, halfbacks now, centers now. So I went through the whole team, and, and to be honest with you, yes, Billy Vanapola would any team in the world I think would be happy to have him. Yeah. But beyond that, I, you know, without that, it, potentially it has, you know, it has, it has the potential to sound a little bit arrogant, oh, no, a bit I, cocky. But I don't but think it does. But, it's, but genuinely, I, I, I would not because I think. That man for man at the moment Ireland are, are playing better rugby yeah I was just thinking of the old school using that in the dressing room against against the team does that still go on you reckon these well, days well I mean I think they've got their own reasons to, to be motivated haven't they and um, yeah. you know they've been beaten comfortably um, on several occasions um, so you know, it's hard to put an argument up for until you win a game against the same opposition it's hard to put an argument in there um, you know there's a few of them that force their way into the Lions team so Mm. There's definitely a few of them that are, you know, are good enough to play at that level, um, but they, they have to win to be able to have those bragging rights. And uh, yeah, just when you said a minute ago about winning in England, winning 18 games in a row, and this being a World Cup year, when you go back to your World Cup winning year in 2003, I think you'd lost two games in two years mm. up until that point. Do you see any similarities between, and I don't want to exclude England totally yeah, on this, yeah. but with Ireland? And how they're playing at the moment, and and how ye were at that, how how much he built the squad back then, and the well, I think, experience. I, th I think you're right. I think what we the, the similarities are that we were a very settled team. If everyone's fit, you can cut the team picks itself. I'm sure there'd be a few people that maybe that feel that so and so should be ahead of so and so, but more or less, it's quite a settled team. Mm -hmm. In 2003, I think we had the same. Uh, Ireland have the same. You know, I mean. Uh, you can you can lay out the and it's more around the layer beneath. You know who's who's going to fill the spaces on the bench, who's going to come off. So I think it's a very settled side. Um, we hadn't won a Grand Slam. We 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 lost a few of them. Um, mm -hmm. So it was important for us in 2003 to to actually win one and then take that into into the uh, the World Cup tournament itself. This is a different Ireland team. You know they've they've won the Grand Slam. They've beaten the All Blacks. So I think it's about keeping that momentum going. And you know I know it's a bit corny to say it but winning is a habit um, but you don't want to be losing too many games either particularly in this year I mean you might lose the odd one that happens when you come up against a good side but you wouldn't want to be losing more than that yeah I think settled is a good is a good point and yeah. I heard you talk about this last week as well where Ireland over the last couple of years have definitely been developing when you look back at, at games in the Six Nations against England and, and, and Wales maybe in the last few years there was definitely a few combinations they were trying out whereas now when Ireland go into a game they've They've got so many options. Almost hard to pick the team. Yeah, it is, and that's a good place to be. And it, it's you know, it's a seamless transition of people being able to um, to fit in where an opportunity um, pops up, be it through injury or lack of form or just a, try, a different try combination. So um, I, I still expect there to be a bit of experimentation of of un different units to be played. You won't see the same twenty three being played over the course of the five games. I think you'll still see. You know, guys like Chris Farrell that will get a game if he's if he's going to be going to the World Cup later in the year. I think you'll get a get great sense as to who's part of the World Cup plans because I'd be quietly confident that Joe Schmidt knows his 30 or 31 players, maybe one being able to eke their way into the squad. But, you know, you, you need more than 23 if you're going to win a World Cup. You're not going to play the same, same 23 for seven games on the bounce. So you've got to have them getting game time. You've got to give them experience. Uh, and and you know matches at high intensity, and that's what Six Nations, you know, getting Six Nations is all about, is um, is is we're the envy of the world with the quality of the competition we have. Um, so it's a great lead into any World Cup. Yeah, I think uh, with those two squads going out on Saturday, I think we're in for a mountwatering encounter. Um, now, rumor has it 
that you were always a man for having a pint of water on a night out uh, and talk to me about what's going on here exactly. Yeah, this is um, where obviously, as Lauren said, we're launching Guinness Clear, which yeah. is um, a, a drinking smart safely initiative by, by Guinness. Um, again, we're trying to get rid of the taboo of, you know, it's not cool to drink a pint of water when you're out and about. It's just trying to moderate what you're doing. So, you know, it's, we, we come from a, a bit of an alpha male game where um, perhaps in the past there was a drinking culture, but these days uh, it, there's very much, you know, it's every person for themselves and um, look after yourself and, and drink at your own speed and, and don't have to conform to what the expectation is. I was on a flight to New York with a few of the Munster lads there about a month ago and Ron Nagara came halfway down the plane to me and he stopped and he said, Baz, we need to tactically think about how we're going to treat our night out. I think we need to have a, <laughs> a pint of water every three pints because we're both lightweights. Was he asking you how, how the rock stars are doing in first class? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's and it worked, a, it worked to be fair to him. It's a really bad sign if he's compartmentalizing himself with yourself. We're as bad as each other. We're as bad as each other. But no, it's, I think it's a brilliant initiative yeah, where um, yeah, where you know, it's it's um, it's just being smarter, and we're of an age now that it's okay to say it, and it's okay to talk about it, and it's okay to do it. Yeah, well, fair play, lads, and thanks a million for joining us, and uh, enjoy the game at the weekend. Cool. Um, welcome to the House of Rugby, featuring Andrew and not Baz, but crucially, featuring three rock stars in the shape of Simon Zebo, Maggie Alfonsi. <laughs> and Jenny Murphy. So yesterday, um, Baz got the opportunity to interview O'Driscoll and Delalio. They seem like big names, <laughs> but uh, not by comparison. Uh, am I right? Championship <laughs> Premiership. <laughs> yes, Jenny, yes, you're talking my language now. Zeebs, first of all, how are you getting on? Um, you're obviously tearing it up in France, but uh, are you selling in well, speaking the language? Yes, I'm uh, well set. You, you are in Paris, sorry, it's just by your Instagram stories, it's hard to tell. <laughs> it, it is Paris, you're right? Yeah, 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 it's Paris. Yeah, Champs Elysees, yeah. Eiffel Tower, Octopion. That's it. Day well, in, day out. I live around Okay, anyway. you've moved away from Cork. <laughs> Give me a break, man, come on. Yeah, I, um, yeah I'm living in Paris. It's, uh, it's a very cool city. Um, well settled in, my kids are in school, missus is loving the city and working away, so um, yeah, the rugby's been going good too, so um, yeah, just trying to adapt and, and, and learn the new culture, the new ways of the team, and it's only been six, seven months now, so um, it's been a good start so far. Is it a culture where this is acceptable? Definitely. Previously <laughs> yeah. questionable. Uh, yeah, before it wouldn't have been uh, encouraged. Yeah. But um, oh, in Paris, it's um, it's very much you have fun, express yourself. There's no um, no shackles. There's no oh, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. So it's um, yeah, it suits me down to the ground. It's uh, a lot of fun, and you can probably see I'm enjoying myself too. So it's good. You're loving it. Yeah. And you're doing your talking on the pitch as well, Zeeb. So Thanks, my man. Tearing Thank it up. Thanks, um, bro. Jenny. You last time we saw you. Uh, you might have been in a soft cast, or you're, you're certainly not back playing yet. You're not back playing yet, but you're very close now, is that right? Yeah, um, pretty close. Whoa, that looks loud. Enthusiastic, but pretty close. I'm about like six weeks away, hopefully, from running, um, and I got a little pin out of my leg this morning. 
So, this um, morning. Wow. This morning, yeah. You love being on a podcast. <laughs> you love it. It's commitment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, the chance for to talk to Trimby. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, I can't miss that. Like, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Give me local. I don't need general anesthetic. This is, yeah. yeah. So it's going to get me through the weekend. Yeah, I thought actually there might have been a... So we saw you, I know, start of November, and we were thinking you're going to be nearly playing back like a redemption kind of here goes Jenny. And then I saw an Instagram of you in like hospital scrubs. I was going, you've ruined the narrative, but you're grand. So it's only, it was only a wee. It was only a little wee thing, but like, yeah, it does, it does build the tension up even more. So yeah. there's a crescendo coming, yes. fingers crossed. Gotcha, gotcha. And Maggie, so uh, welcome. Yeah, it's good. thanks. It's good to be here. It's good Did to you be on feel the sofa. welcome? I do feel welcomed, you know. I, I got off the plane and, and then I got I literally get, got the taxi, got here, and I met some fantastic people who just sort of made me feel like I should be here. Um, but I, I just don't understand your banter. All your banters are so out of. It's, I mean, our, our banter in England is pretty dry, so um, I'm catching up to what you guys. Yeah, you guys I, chat um, about. I, I did a, a thing for the English House of Rugby with um, Tyndall and Alex. <coughs> and. Um, one of the stories Tyndall told um, was about uh, how back in the run-up to 2003 World Cup, yeah. um, he told a story about how they were on a night out and uh, he walked into a bar and Martin Johnson was there uh, and then Johnson goes, Oi mate, do you want me to straighten your nose? <laughs> and before he replied, he would knocked him out. And he was lying on the and I thought, is that is that English banter? <laughs> that is kind of spot on, if I'm honest. That is, that is our Cuba. It doesn't surprise me that <laughs> you're. That's hilarious to me. Yeah. I think that's absolutely yeah. hilarious. But yeah, our, our banter is quite quite uh, quite dry. And yeah. in the face. It, in the face, yeah. Yeah. Straight yeah. your nose. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I've, I've bumped into you in the, doing the rounds a few times now. Yeah. Uh, we're both in the afterlife, and uh, like two the corpses time. walking around. <laughs> Just uh, I saw you in a, doing our day, our day jobs. Yeah, up in Belfast. That's correct, yeah, yeah. Doing some work, yeah, I work for a, a, a health insurance company, so doing some stuff around trying to get people healthy and active. Yeah. Yeah, so we bumped into each other, and I'm, I think, are you missing, are you missing playing? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you miss it? No, no, I don't, no. I have to admit, I do, I, no, I absolutely miss the big moments. I was chatting before to Jenny, yeah. and we were just saying, I just miss the, you miss all those moments where you kind of go, everything is at stake, you know, playing against Ireland, France, whatever it may be, and you kind of look forward to those big occasions, don't have that anymore, so I sort of miss that environment. Yeah, I miss, I miss the, it's the small things I miss, it's the crack, it's the coffees between gym sessions, it's the slagging in the changing room, mm. stuff like that, you don't, you, you can't do any of that in a normal <laughs> Not in the business place. Life. No, you can't pull people's pants down. <laughs> Uh, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll not be working there for very long. Uh, it's that stuff I miss. And then I did, um, <clears throat> but I did a bit of cool comms at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was one of the Ulster games that was kind of nip and tuck, and it was, it was a bit of a, a climax. I think John Cooney got a kick at the last second of the game to win the game, and it was everybody was buzzing. And on the way home from the game, I did have a wee moment. So I was like, mm, it'd be nice to be playing. You mm. do, don't you? It'd be you nice do. to be in the change room. But I want to know, did you pull Simon's pants down? <laughs> Simon was the one pulling pants down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just hearing coming up from behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a few scalps, actually, yeah. yeah. Never got to Joe, no, unfortunately. Never pulled oh, yeah. Joe's pants down? No, no, no. Didn't quite make it that far. Because um, going on a uh, selection, I assume that you had done something like that at times. <laughs> 
or worse. <laughs> he's in a press conference, he's like, uh, Simon Zebo's not available this weekend because he pulled my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so big week. Um, <clears throat> England the weekend, we're straight into the deep end. Um, has anybody got any standout kind of Six Nations memories or England memories uh, in particular that you look back and think that was a good day or that was a bad day? Zebs. Um, good day was probably a couple of years back um, when they were coming over here to, to try and claim the, the Grand Slam and um, that was an uh, unbelievable atmosphere and, and we ended up putting 10 or 20 on them which was great. Uh, sorry Mike. That's right. Uh, sorry Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was great. It was probably my only good memory against England to be honest. I, I've been on the losing end a few times. Um, one of my earliest memories was my second or third cap for Ireland, or you know, Six Nations cap anyway, and uh, broke my foot after 10 minutes and had to come off, so... Um, mixed bag against England. Zeeb, <laughs> you maybe get your feet out, but they're, they look like feet that have been broken a few times. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> I mean, I've had two operations on my feet as well, yeah. so, listen, I know... Yeah, I understand you know. like what it's like to have mm. monkey feet. Yeah, mine are bad. <laughs> yeah, mine are bad. Uh, I've got claws. I've <laughs> claws. Yeah. And a few bunions sticking out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'd rather have ugly feet than an ugly face, you know? Oh, yeah. not oh. you, not you. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, you went there. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's bitchy, Zane. <laughs> Um, that's like their punch in the face. I know, I know. It's, you know, yeah. it's good, it's good. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah. That's the equivalent, yeah. <laughs> Did you be up to speed there? Did you like I, that? I'm, I'm now getting it now. I'm yeah. on it, yeah. You're pretty, you're getting more and more Irish as it goes along. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what, though? When you talk about rugby feet, rugby feet, I have to explain it to people who don't play sport at a high level. You go, your feet get absolutely just not pretty. You know, you wouldn't want to suck someone's toes, you know? It's that kind of thing. It's that, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this is the first time I've ever had um, all my toenails um, the correct colour. Okay. Because I haven't played with me in six months, yeah. so I go yeah. back and yeah. it's one of, the, one of the things about retirement. You know, obviously, obviously you're lonely and you haven't got as much friends and, you know, mental health takes it, you know, because yeah, you're not does. getting as much exercise, but at least my toes are fine. Nice. So, yeah. Jenny, any uh, <laughs> six names? Annie, that's like any foot relation stories. <laughs> no pass. <laughs> um, six nations where it's like we've like same as these. We've been on and the end of a few defeats. Um, like it's always loved playing um, against England and Twickenham. Like playing there is something special. But one that sticks out for me was um, my first year starting in 2013. And they came to Ashburn, and we, um, yeah, we beat them. And it was our first time ever beating England, and we um, kept them at nil. Um, so that was something that we were pretty proud of. So that would be. And then, flip side, probably losing losing against um, in the World Cup semi final was was a bit of a punch, like ups and downs, ups and downs. We're all like. We're all like, oh, I remember this one time we beat England. Maggie's like, whatever. I'm, I'm like, wait, let me think. Let me just pick one of my best ones. No, 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 I'm just joking. Do you know what? I have to say, because <clears throat> I didn't play in that game in 2013. All right, so so sticking out there. That was, that was the reason. <laughs> that was the reason. But I remember watching it and just going, you guys were absolutely awesome and, and fully deserved it. And it did hurt to sort of not be, be part of that squad because I picked up a knee injury. Um, 
but then in 2014, winning the semi-final was quite quite special. Um, but I think my best memory actually wasn't even us playing. It was probably in 2003 watching the standoff between England and Ireland and um, Johnny, uh, Martin Johnson bringing out the England side oh, yeah. and then standing on, I can't remember what side it was, and not wanting to move. And there was that stand down that uh, O'Driscoll brought out, obviously the Ireland side. I think that moment sort mm. of brought that whole tension between England and Ireland uh, uh, sort of summed it up really. So that was kind of like a, a moment which I still look back at thinking that that's sort of rugby, rugby at its best. Yeah, it's certainly a, a significant moment anyway. So we're talking uh, Ireland, England and uh, uh, Six Nations memories and Maggie was just telling us how she's never got beaten by Ireland. Is that right? That is correct, yeah. That is correct. Really? I've never been beaten by Ireland, but Ireland have beaten England in 2013 and I was injured. That's even better. Because yeah, <laughs> they got beat without you. Yeah, so, MVP. Yeah. <laughs> so gutted, but at the same time. Yes, exactly, yeah. Uh, the, the person who was playing your position then, how did they play? Do you know they played really good? I think it might be Maggie. Maggie. It might, yeah, that's, that's really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Come on. <laughs> yes, Maggie. That's that's the cocky English woman we're trying to bring out here. You have arrogance. That's what we're trying to bring into it. Exactly. Maggie, you um, did a little bit of research on you. Um, is it true? On Wikipedia, it says you were born with a club foot. That is totally true. Is yeah. that true? So I was born. So club foots where like one or both your feet are turned all the way in. So my right foot was, I was born with it turned all the way in and I had an operation when I was young to, cor to correct it. Uh, and when I, and if you see me now run, it's straightened, but I, I have a limp. Um, really? Yeah, so in London it looks quite cool actually, everyone's got a limp, but when you're, <laughs> when you're actually walking around rugby field it looks a little bit odd. So I've got a real, my, the way I run is slightly, um, yeah, off-ish. I just picture you kicking like a football and getting a really nice Actually, curl on it. Oh, you're right, you're right. It's yeah. great when the, when the goal's right there, though. But, uh, oh, yeah, when I, thanks, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Positives. I've always struggled to sort of keep myself straight. So I picked up quite a few injuries as a result. So really? my hamstring, back. But did you know that there's been quite a few like well-known athletes who've had it? So Stephen Gerrard, football player, he had it. Um, and a few others. And myself. Yeah. So... Um, I also discovered that you were um, the greatest sportswoman in the world in 2014. Wait, was it? Wait, I was. I. Were there a couple? There's a couple. No, no, I'm just, no, in 2000, I think in 2011, I won like sports personality, like Sunday Times of the year, um, which just obviously just newspaper, but it was voted like the best female athletes in in England at the time. Yeah. And I beat Jessica Ellis Hill. Oh, yes. That's a big scout. Take that, Jess. <laughs> I either get mistaken for looking like her or just saying I've beaten her. So that's kind of like nice to know that I've, I've yeah. yeah. That's why I wanted to retire because I've done it. So that's a solid Wikipedia page. Here, there's more. <laughs> it's me just added to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's going to look at this, so I'm just going to practice. She's studying an MBA. She, you are an MBE. Uh, I am an MBE, yeah. Yeah, and this is the bit that like is like a bit Forrest Gump, you know. <laughs> you tried to compete uh, to represent uh, GB at Rio for shot put. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's like that's like the sort of bit I tried to erase from my life. From one <laughs> I, I tried to get to the, so once I retired from rugby in 2014, I thought I'm going to try and get to Olympic Games, and I had two years to try and do it, but not in rugby in shot put. And um, 
kind of realised I wasn't good at it. You know, I, 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 got, <laughs> I did it for a year, and I used to do it before I came to rugby, so I was all right back then when I was yeah. like 13 years old. Um, and then obviously a good few years have passed, and um, I pushed myself, but I'm, I'm too short. You sort of have to be in the six foot region. Oh, really? Uh, and be a little bit bigger than what I am to sort of get the shot put as far. Did you tr- did you try and put on a bit of weight? I did. I, I you know I bulked up, probably bulked up, but um, yeah, I wasn't going to get as close really. And I enjoyed it, but it's not the same not having all your teammates around you. Yeah. And and good banter. It's only just you and your coach, and there's only so much you can talk about the same thing. Shop up banter. Shop up banter is really boring. I mean, you think I you can imagine. Yeah. yeah, so I don't, yeah, I did, it was good to give it a go. I tried to challenge myself and uh, then I realised it's, it's not for me. Yeah, wow, I'm uh, interested to see uh, what's next, to be honest. Next, yeah. Have you tried the shop put? Have you tried the shop put before? Oh, when I was a kid, yeah, yeah, but... Probably go down like a lead balloon now. Nailed it. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not go near the shop put. I have no biceps. Oh, yeah. Have you ever tried to throw a hammer? That's the hardest, like, you know, a shot put on a chain. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Very, very difficult. And then get it between it. That is hard. That's that's crazy sport. But so did you, you did, did a lot of athletics when you were young then? I did, yeah. It helped kind of build up my strength. And yeah. then, uh, then I realised I, I can run as well. So uh, then I crossed over to, to rugby. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, so Maggie's done all of that. What have, what have you two done? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> in comparison to that. Nearly solved the Sudoku this morning. Oh, so. beginner, like intermediate, Sh- or why did you have to? <laughs> Don't we beginner, do like uh, yeah, beginner. Nearly got the beginner. Uh, yeah, that's thanks. fine. Though. That's fine. I need to work on my Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zeebs. Yes. Are you friends with Neymar yet? No. Um, unfortunately, it's still something I'm trying to do, trying to befriend him. Who's the most famous person in Paris that you've hung out with? Um, well, I haven't hung out with him, but I've bumped <laughs> into him. Kylian <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mbappe. Oh. Yeah, met him at a restaurant, and uh, I think he kind of knows Teddy Tama a little bit. Um, so we were going out for dinner, and a few of the PSG lads were were eating at a table next to us, and um, got to meet them, yes. shake their hands, and he seemed pretty down to earth. And um, yeah, he was pretty big time. And we introduced, I, I mean, do you follow football much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you're fully like. Oh, fully aware that yes. this kid is like going to be football for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know? So, um, oh yeah, he's only 19 or something. So, yeah. two or three years, he'll be the new Messi, new Ronaldo. So, he yeah. Was, uh, and did he know who you were? Yeah, seems racing nicely too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, not a clue. No, no, no. This oh. fella, oh, he had about. There was, I'd say, five or six of them, and they had two or three security guards with them. Um, and the, the curtains were closed in the kind of area in the back of the restaurant. So um, we were in there, thanks to Teddy and one or two others. But everybody was just trying to get flashes at him, at him you know. Really? It was mental. It was proper. Even Teddy, though, were, were people even? No. He even be no, really? No. no. It's Paris. Yeah, it's Paris. Yeah, man. yeah. It's Down south, maybe. Rugby is small in Paris. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah you wouldn't. You, you're anonymous over there. Yeah. Um, but the football players, they live and breathe football, and especially after winning the World Cup, yeah. he was the number one star yeah. in the country. Oh my goodness! Do you Every football, kid. Rugby cross, though? Do you guys like? 
like to do you hang out or do you do, do you actually um, cross circles? You cross circles. You 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 come across a few of them definitely in a few restaurants and, and stuff around town or whatever. Um, Juan Imhoff, the Argentinian winger, he's actually quite friendly with a few of the Argentinian soccer players with PSG, um, like Di Maria and Lo Celso and oh, like they went to school or something. I think back in Argentina, so. Any tickets you want to go see PSG or you need a jersey or yeah yeah it's cool it's cool. Have you been along? Not yet. No, I'm yeah. trying to go to the Man United game. That they're playing United soon, so yeah, that'll be a good watch. Oh, nice one, nice mm. one. Uh, so anyway, Jenny, you're nearly you're nearly fit. Nearly. Who are you? Six weeks away? Did you say? Uh, well, hopefully six weeks away from running. So I'm um, when like this gets a bit healed up. Um, I can start on sled work and stuff again. Yeah, so, you built your own sled. I, I, I did, I built my own sled, yeah. The gym that I'm in doesn't have a sled, so I built one. Have you one. seen this? No. She's, she's got the, what is that? <laughs> it's a welder. And yeah, so they're, they're just, there was none in the gym, so I had to build like an adjustable one that would fit in my car. Um, obviously my dad helped quite yeah. a bit as well. But uh, yeah, gave it a crack and it, it works. So my poor little brother is going to be standing on it to weight it down once I kind of build up a little bit. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's impressive. Just imagine just fill, finishing off a bit of welding, just kick back with a cold one. It's like, <laughs> nice one. Yeah, built a, slip, built a slip sled up, today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't get an MBE for that though, can you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we should probably we should get uh, started talking about a little bit of rugby. Yeah, <laughs> at, football. <laughs> at some stage. Um, so um, I think the spread is like nine points to Ireland. Are we, well, Maggie or uh, either of the two of you, are we getting carried away? Are we, are we as good as we think we are? Maggie, are Maggie. we as good as we think we are? You guys talk first and then just sort of summarise. Yeah. I think we're very, very good in, in yeah. Well, I think this year might be a little bit different. Everybody's going to be out to get Ireland, you know. Um, there's a lot of hype around this Irish team, uh, a lot of talk leading into the World Cup, a lot of players playing really well too. Um, so I think England, I think it'll be closer than nine points. I, I, I'd say two or three in it. And it, either way, I don't know. I think England will be properly riled up. You can see it already from the media, you know, they're really trying to Ellie Jones uh, rattle, yeah, they're going overboard trying to rattle Ireland, like yeah. you know. So and what's his name, the, the defence coach as well? Said yeah, Ireland plays boring. Yeah, rugby. I mean that's that's, that's, that's hilarious. That's I'm like, I'm just flashback to that tiger for a long pop to to get like Aki away. I'm like, that's not oh, boring yeah. rugby. That's no, like yeah. uh, that's beautiful stuff. So yeah. it's just kind of laugh. I laugh it off. Like, I know, I know. I just it's trying to poke the bear. That's I think if even if like, Joe is sitting at, at home reading this, he will kind of laugh it off. But that is still annoying. He'll still get rattled by that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the team won't. Definitely not. Um, the boys are so well drilled. Uh, Joe has them so so well drilled. I think. Um, I think they're going to come out firing. But England, the one game that they're going to want to lay down a marker is this Irish game. I think it'll just set the tone for both teams for the rest of the tournament. And it's, um, yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. I have it two or three points. I don't know who's going to win. Yeah. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. You know, uh, I think last time England scored here in the Six Nations in 2011. So I don't think there'll be much 
tries happening. I think it's going to be very much a kicking game, um, and it will be a couple of points in it. England have the key key guys back, you know, Billy Villapolo, Maka Villapolo, uh, Joe Launchbury, they're all back from injury. Um, there's been, obviously, a concern around Andy Farrell and his thumb, but he's back now. So I, I think England, England would perceive to be the underdogs, but I generally think they'll come out, come out a physical contest, and uh, John Mitchell obviously said the things that he has said. So I, you know, they're trying to roll Ireland in some way, but I do think it's going to be a close game. I, I think Ireland are definitely the favourites, but I, it's going to come down to literally one or two kicks, I think, to decide the match. Yeah, it's the physicality. Uh, England are 100% going to bring that physicality, and as you say, they're going to be hyped up. But it's, that's not been enough the last no. couple of times. It's just, I think Ireland just... Outsmart them, or That's they, it, yeah. they've thought through what they're going to do. And the aerial game else. as well. Yeah, they'll have something very, very up their sleeve as well. So, like, I think as well when you're coming up against a team and you know like, you can have a look at that lineup and be like, okay, you, you have a and and, and Billy Vinopola is by no means a ball carrier. He's very good at that, but he's got so many other mm. skills and assets that he can do. But if you're looking at like what the media are throwing around as potential stars, and Ben Teo is now out as well, like that's going to be. I think that changes up a bit. But if if physicality is the big thing that you're bringing to the game, like as a player, I'd be like happy days. That's mm. kind of it's nothing surprising. Or I don't have to use my my brain too much. It's kind of like I will tackle what's in front of me. Yeah. So is, okay, you're up for it. Well, yeah. Is Manu playing? Yeah. Manu Tuolangi. I, I suppose he's fit. I thought Ben Tia was fit, but maybe he's not. Be uh, yeah. I think it was just a couple of hours oh. earlier. They were like he was. I think gone. Yeah. And was. then they were saying that um, Eddie Jones was like, oh well, that's not our our starting 10-12 of nation, yeah. Farrell and Ford, which like I think Ford was. I think I think Farrell is definitely the stronger yeah, ten, and yeah. the team is better when he is in that yeah. fly half position. Definitely, Man, Manu's fifth, to my knowledge. So you add yeah. that plus uh, Joe uh, fucking Singer's back from injury as well. So you've got you know what a 19 stone or 16 stone, sorry, guy on the on the wing. It's quite a physical side, but you, you're dead right. I mean, one thing that England is probably going to really try and push on is that defence. And over the autumn series. That first three steps out of the blocks, that's what they really focused on. Um, but I do think Ireland have obviously going to, they've got a really good kicking game, and England's got to play quite a smart game to ensure that uh, they can close you know, uh, Murray down in particular, and obviously Sexton. Is Sexton fit? He's, he's, he's fully fit, he's not. They were, they, a were bit of a they were yeah. talking like he was going to be fit anyway. Yeah. He hasn't played any rugby, I suppose, the last few weeks. But. That's the thing, yeah, hopefully. He'll be obviously he he's, he is every game yeah. crucial for Ireland. Oh my God, Connor yeah. too, but um, yeah, I think if Manu's fit and firing, that is a big uh, it's a big uh, one up I think for them. I rate him so so highly. Yeah, so so highly. I'm, I'm concerned if we talk any more rugby here, Barry's gonna fall out with me. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna have to leave it there. Yeah. Right, listen, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Pleasure. Thanks for Cheers, having folks. us. It's good having you.